Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Who let the dogs out? Speaking of that, one day my doggy door allowed my little Jewish French poodle to go outside and come back in. But one day the next door neighbor's giant German shepherd went through the doggy door into my house. Went right to the garbage, tore apart the garbage looking for food, found my daughter's paints and crayons, ate them, then sat on the couch and and I swear to God sat on the couch and hit the remote control. I came home from work. The house looked like a tornado went through with paints and garbage and food with a German shepherd sitting on the couch watching TV because he had sat on the remote control and turned the TV on. I'm going, oh, my God, who has just moved into my house? Yep, it was the dog. Anyway, I'm joined now by one of my favorite guests on the Weekend Warriors show, the veterinarian, the greatest, Dr. Liz Hicks. Liz, thanks so much for making time to be with us. Well, thanks so much for having me, and I don't know how I'm going to top that story. That's a heck of a tale. (laughs) Listen, I knew you were coming on, and I started to think about it, trying to educate the weekend warriors about something that they don't understand or know, that Mars Candies makes pet food, but they don't want you to know it because they think it would basically interfere with their sales. So there's a lot going on with endorsements and branding and pet foods and we need you to kind of set us straight. So how do you approach nutrition in your practice as a veterinarian? Teach us a little bit about the little ones, the cats, the dogs that you take care of and their eating habits and nutrition. Well, I think, uh, you know, let's start on this lovely Saturday morning with the fact that I think we all know in polite company, you don't bring up religion and you don't bring up politics. <laughs> lesser known is you don't bring up pet food and pet nutrition. <laughs> um, this, is, this is a fascinating world, um, and it is changing dramatically, particularly over the last decade or two. Um, nutrition is something that has changed in a way that it used to be, our, particularly our dogs, right? These were largely working animals that were fed the scraps off the farm. That's how this began. And uh, literally about 100 years ago, Purina, Purina Mills, decides that we're going to start making pet food for these dogs. Let's give them a better, more consistent level of nutrition and see if we can increase their lives. And sure enough, that's what we saw. So when I, when I have patients that are coming in, I have people that come in and say, I, I want to feed my, food, my pet the best food out there. And I saw these commercials mm-hmm. for, you know, Blue Buffalo, Wilderness, A Taste of the Wild. And they've really told me, you know, my dog shouldn't be eating you know, byproduct and bone meal. And, you know, I want my, my dog eating blueberries and cranberries and fresh meats. And that's, that's the path I want to go down. And so everybody that walks through those doors has a very different idea of what nutrition means. And as a veterinarian, we have to take all of these different theologies and ideologies hmm. and try to hone in on what is your perception of reality when it comes to nutrition? How are you feeding yourself as a human? Hmm. And how do I help guide you down the path of what will serve you and your pet hmm. the best? Is that fresh food? Is that extruded kibble? Is it wet food? And the choices 
are endless Mm. these days. I know you were chatting about branding and different companies, and it is absolutely amazing who has gotten into pet food these days. It must be a big business. It is a changing world out there. It's a big business. That's why. Before we go further, I got to ask you what we, my wife and I rescued a cat. Her name is Spike. She has one green eye and one blue eye. It's the coolest thing to have this cat, except that she likes to bite a lot. But when we, I put out the food in the morning because I'm the one who's up earliest. Occasionally I'll watch her scratch the floor near the bowl and then she'll start to eat. What is, what is she doing that probably goes back to ancient cats, uh, a thousand years ago? Well, I can't tell you for sure that it goes back to, to ancient cats, but I can tell you that cats are the funniest little creatures on the planet. They are adorable. And, and if you take that moment to spend some time watching your cat, their behaviors are fascinating. And a cat will lead you to their food bowl. They will right. occasionally start to do tricks, whether it is yep. rolling around on the floor. I've got a cat right now who thinks that he's hungry and he is rolling in circles on the floor. And I'm quite certain that has nothing to do with ancient Egypt or times or anything. But... It's got my attention, doesn't it? And they are clever little creatures. So that digging, it could be a, you know, hey, when I do this, food magically appears. Mm. So I suspect what you have there is a cat who has you very well trained. Well, I had a guest, a man uh, who wrote a book, Teo is his name, about taking kids who were suicidal, drug addictions, all kinds of kids that were in trouble, and no one really had a great solution. And he somehow got in with a pack of wolves and brings them to help take care of this pack of wolves. And when he was on the show, he told me that in your dog are pieces of information that go back, you know, since the beginning of time. So when a dog goes in your kitchen or wherever it's going to go sleep, it goes in a circle before it sits down because it's, 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 in their body, it's in their instinct that the high grasses, it needs to kind of bend down the grasses so they can make a bed for themselves. And that's basically what this dog is doing, even though there's no high grasses inside your house. That's why I'm asking that. It's a, it's a very interesting idea. You know, there's a lot of debate about, and I think it goes back to the fundamental nature versus nurture. And are the behaviors that we see in these animals, how much of them truly are hardwired into DNA? And, you know, is that dog circling because wolves did it? Or is that dog circling because he doesn't like the way his blankets in his amazing home and comfy bed that he lives in, you know, mm. urban America? there's a lot of debate and I think there is no, no question in my mind that these behaviors do come hardwired in them. And what's interesting is what has evolved out Mm. and what has stayed and what's the purpose of that. And I think there's so much research left to be done to try to understand the psychology of those behaviors and ferret out nature versus nurture. I'm talking to my favorite veterinarian in California and in the world, the great Dr. Liz Hicks. Liz, I've known you a long time, so I'm going to go off script here for a second. How many years (laughs) now are you practicing as a veterinarian? Oh, dear. You're going to out me. Um, It's been 14 years. So so I'm a surgeon for 33 years, a long time. And the, you know, I know you like way for at least that amount of time. So when I go way back in the path, but now fast forward 14 years later of seeing thousands and thousands of animals and operating on them and taking care of them, at this point in my career, when I meet a person, I could even do it over the radio, it seems, 
I could almost see through the skin. I just have to watch the patient get up from the chair to the exam table or put their shoes on. I already know what's the matter with them. I can see through the skin. I'll Yes, I'll look at the MRI and the x-rays, but there's an amazing sixth sense that you develop from taking histories, doing an exam, and then operating on someone. So take us through what it's like to be a veterinarian for 14 years. At this point, how, what a beautiful moment it is for you to, two seconds, be in the room with the with the animal who can't speak, who has a crazy owner that you have to deal with, but <laughs> but right away, right? I mean, how long does it take you now? You or okay, this animal's sick, or they're crazy, they're worried. This this animal's fine. Isn't it an amazing? wonderful feeling to develop this sixth sense as a as a veterinarian now which i couldn't ask you 14 years ago but i can ask you now it is one of the most amazing 